listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for Hymn Sing with Sarah. It is Christmas slash Advent season, depending on when you're listening to this and how strict you are about when Christmas actually starts happening in your household. Um, and I think we all have differing opinions on that. But I, I got to uh, look into Christmas carols this time and thinking back through what my favorite Christmas carols are. And I asked all of you on our Facebook group what your favorite Christmas carols are. <laughs> But before I talk about mine, I want to talk about uh, all of yours first. So, Bree, what are your favorite Christmas carols, plural, or favorite Christmas caroling memories? So, I don't really want to talk about my favorite Christmas carol, cause, or carols for that matter, because I feel like we have a general consensus about what makes a good Christmas carol and what makes a bad Christmas carol, if there are any. Who... who... <laughs> It's up for debate, I suppose. Um, there but, are bad Christmas carols. I mean, <laughs> of course. My most cherished Christmas caroling memories come from grade school when I was involved with the choir. And every Christmas, we would kind of do the rounds at local nursing homes and mm-hmm. sing mm-hmm. Christmas carols. And sort of as a reward for that because I don't know I I remember that part of the adventure with such like fear and trepidation and anxiety I don't know there was something about (laughs) that environment but to sort of sweeten the deal uh, we would go to St. Clair Square Mall after caroling at the nursing homes we would sing in the mall. Oh, and then we super fun. And then we ate lunch. We would eat like Sbarro pizza and <laughs> go shopping. Classic. Mall pizza. And, and sing for the people at St. Clair Square. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. It does. But yeah. looking back on it, the whole the whole shebang was just a really cherished and beloved, like the whole thing was special. Yeah. From it, start to finish. Hmm. I feel like it, it is for a lot of people. Yes, Which absolutely. is why this is such a fun episode. Erin, um, what about you? <laughs> I have similar Christmas caroling memories of going to nursing homes. One that, as when you were telling your story, I suddenly like had a flash of a memory. I love that. Uh, going, this was when I was an adult, uh, and my church went to a wasn't wasn't truly a nurse. I guess it was sort of a nursing home slash uh, home for people that needed needed help getting through their getting through their daily life. Um, and we had a we had a church member, longtime member. She is now she is now with Jesus, hmm. Wendy Tucker. And she was she was a delightful person who loved Jesus with all her heart. Uh, and struggled a lot with other things too. But I remember going there because that's where she lived. Uh, I would often give her rides to church, um, and she would, she would, oh, she was, 
she would always be concerned because I would sometimes get there a little late. We didn't get to church late, but we would sometimes get to Sunday school late. And she always wondered if perhaps I had forgotten her. And I was like, Wendy, I've never forgotten you yet. But really, that was just me being defensive because I knew I was late and she was counting on me. But anyway, you were justifying your lateness. Yeah, we went there and caroled there for her and her friends. And she loved it because we were singing about Jesus. And she loved being able to have that there for the people that she her friends there that lived with her. Uh, So that was one of my. One of my favorite caroling memories. That's that beautiful. I've forgotten until just now. Aww. Wendy. Yeah. Wendy, oh, Tucker. Wendy Tucker. <laughs> Rachel, what about you? Okay, so my favorite Christmas caroling memory has absolutely nothing to do with my favorite Christmas carol. And I'm glad because <laughs> the memory okay. itself is kind of uh, negative. Um, <laughs> yes. So oh, boy. I, um, me and my, my Christian school girlfriends would get together for like a Christmas caroling sleepover gingerbread party, um, at Christmas time. So any teenage girls out there, this is great, great bonding experience. And you'll see exactly how, uh, in a moment, but you know, get all your girlfriends together. You make your gingerbread house, then you go caroling in the evening. Um, and we went out in the neighborhood and it was a safe neighborhood. So no trouble, but it's like trick or treating only caroling. Um, you go ring on random doorbells and serenade them and because you're you know adorable teenage girls everyone's like oh and sometimes they give you cocoa and sometimes they give you cookies and sometimes they're just slam the door in your face but whatever it's super fun call the police Um, so this one time i was out caroling with some uh girlfriends in this trick-or-treat style fashion and we had we we decided that our next house we were going to lead off because we always end with we wish you a merry christmas we usually do one song before and we would alternate that joy to the world silent night you know but this time we were like okay we haven't done rudolph the red-nosed reindeer all night we got to do rudolph (laughs) okay and so okay we're gonna we're all agreed we're gonna do rudolph and then we'll lead into we wish you merry christmas we go up and we ring the doorbell and this really really hot guy opens the door <laughs> and half of us burst out into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, and half of us turned red, turned around and abandoned the rest oh, no! of us the Which side were you on, Rachel? Yeah. I was on Team Rudolph. because That's my and I, you know, I, I hate to use that objectifying language when it comes to our, our our brothers, but at the time, this was this was that's the only way to describe what a teenage girl would encounter upon opening the door and seeing a, a very attractive, slightly older male person there, and it just giggles, so many giggles. I kind of thought you were going to say they they opened their door and they had a giant red nose. Uh-huh. It was <laughs> some sort of medical I condition. I thought that was where you were going with it. And you were going to be like, Ruda, oh. Uh, the real story's way better. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, no longer my favorite Christmas mm. I still blush a little bit when I remember that, but I did make it all the mm-hmm. way through. I want it, I want it known. But uh, my favorite Christmas carol, Sarah, since you asked, and no one else was like, I know, no actually one else actually theirs. gave a carol. I, you gave um, us one or the other. I did give you an option. It's oh. true. Okay, well, just like with Rudolph, I'm gonna go for it. My favorite <laughs> Christmas carol is "What Child Is This?" Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah. That is a good which one. Which is 
Wonderful. Unlike Sarah, who's prejudiced against English hymns, I love them. Um, so I here we have green. <laughs> we have green sleeves making its appearance in the hymnal, and um, this wonderful Christological uh, hymn. What child is this? And then it goes on to tell you, you know, mm -hmm. who he is, what he came for, what he did, and how we feel about that. I mean, there are very few hymns that I, uh, Christmas hymns that I feel like go through the whole gamut mm -hmm. um, like this one does. And it's got beautiful poetic language, a lovely tune. And if you're really going uh, gung-ho in this, you can, when you get to raise, raise a song, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can just power through this Screamo. So wow. much gusto. Sorry, uh -huh. that blew out your speakers. Screamo Christmas. D do either of you, Aaron or, or Brie, have, have a favorite or do you just love all of them? Because that's okay, too. I I do love all of them. And so I move through different favorites because oh, yeah. of that. That's fair. And I do, so too. And <laughs> so right now, two of the ones that I, I like a lot are because they aren't ones that I really remember growing up with. And so mm. they seem sort of fresher to me. Uh, so one is In the Bleak Midwinter, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't Aww. a new hymn by any means or a new carol by any means, but mm -hmm. it's just not one that I remember hearing much at all growing up. So I, I love that one. Mm -hmm. And that one and actually has a female writer. Yes. Yes. Uh, Christina Indeed. Rossetti. Right. Yeah. Famous poetess. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the other one uh, that I like right now, it's in our hymnal and it was one that was totally new to me, was See Amid the Winter Snow. Yeah. And that one is another one that I just think is lovely. I have high schools um, from memory, uh, memories from high school. Yeah, from that one. We used to sing that nice. at the end of every yeah, or no. at every Christmas. I will be honest. The way I actually just sort of discovered that one quote quote marks around discovered uh, is <laughs> through the Annie Lennox Christmas album. Oh, lovely! Which Ooh. is actually I'm gonna just say I get no profit from this. It is a great album. It is, I would, it's probably 95% sacred hymns. Huh. There's one original song on there that whatever. Um, but the rest are all, <laughs> a fair number of them are from our hymnal. And so I learned it first from her. And then I was That's like, well, funny. look at that. It's in our hymnal. So then I loved it even more. There you go. So. What about, do you want to, do you want to give anything away, Brie? Or are you going to? No, so. <laughs> I recently, I had just had to look it up. So I recently downloaded um, Michael W. Smith's Christmas album from 1989, yes. which oh, is classic. like a certified jam. <laughs> it's a certified yeah. album of jams or an album of yeah. certified jams. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So my two favorites right now are O Come All Ye Faithful mm -hmm. and oh, Angels choice. We Have Heard on High, Classics. both of which on that album are... Those are good. Nice. Very nice. Good classics. Yes. All right. Well, now that I know all about you guys, you mm. get to know all about me. Yes, I can't wait. Oh. All right, I have three pages of notes here, people. Three pages. <laughs> Tuck in, everyone. Yeah. I'm, seriously, like, grab your coffee. Um, so from the group, I did put out a poll in the Facebook group, um, and I'm sure that this will still get some votes, I'm hoping. Go vote, people, um, for your favorite carol. Oh, Holy Night is currently in front um, and that is actually one of my favorites too. Uh, actually, from the uh, is it Insync album, I believe. Insync uh, did a Holy Night. Really? Yeah. That's one of your yes, that one, Brie. Um, it's a cappella. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's also a good album. It's yeah. it's a really good album. I don't care album. who knows it. We won't talk about that too, too no. much today, though. Um, the second is of the Father's Love Begotten. Mm. 
fantastic hymn, mm-hmm. fantastic carol. Silent Night, Holy Night, which I was uh, assuming would show up somewhere in the top for people because everyone sings that one all the time, especially in German. Mm-hmm. That one's a really great one to sing in German. And uh, Rachel, What Child Is This shows up number four. So Of course it does. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thanks. Joy to the World. I mean, and, and I love all of these hymns. It was really mm-hmm. hard to pick one, but once, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, mm-hmm. well, and they're so ingrained in our culture. It's like you for, sometimes forget all the great. There's just so There's many. like 65 poll options. Yeah, there are, and a, that's not yeah. There are a lot of options, and we didn't even cover everything. So that's kind of some of the favorites from the Facebook group. My two favorite memories have nothing to do with nearly anything that is in the, the Facebook poll. Yes. Um, one of my favorite memories is the Christmas Cantata by Robert Rolfing. Uh, and this was published by CPH in 1936. Hmm. So this Ooh. is this is an oldie but a goodie. I'm not even sure. I'm I don't think it's in print anymore. But it's all of Luke two set to music. So I learned how to sing Luke two, and I know Luke two from memory now because we used to sing this for every Christmas pageant, and it's amazing. And I can't hear Luke two without singing this in my head. So if you can find this Christmas cantata by Robert Rolfing, it's literally called the Christmas cantata. Um, do it and sing it because it's fantastic. We pull it out with my family every Christmas and and try to sing through it. Oh, and then the other one is do. the one I know. <laughs> we sing through the hymnal. But anyway, um, the other um, the other the other favorite is the one that I get to talk about for the next however many minutes you guys let me blabber on about this is the Quempasaurus or the Quempus Carol or the Quempus Celebration or however you find it in whatever hymnal you're looking at. You might know this one is the one that a lot of pastors secretly want to do on Christmas, <laughs> but then get ruled over, bowled over by Silent Night fans. Oh, that's <laughs> But it, at least that was our experience. Um, that it, there, either the pastor or the organist, you know, they would say, "So what about this for Christmas?" And someone would say, "Well." You know, once we get through Silent Night and Angels We've Heard on High and What Child Is This, I was usually that person at him planning meetings. People are going to not appreciate if we if we uh, give uh-huh. space to take take away from Oh Come All You Faithful and do I the Quintus Carol. Well, but you're right, Sarah. It's really why, lovely. Lots of people are unfamiliar with it. I don't it. even know what that is. I know. And it's wonderful. So I, I pulled out all of my all of my hymnals because this carol has such a, a, a good memory for me. Um, we used to sing it in grade school, and this was when I was really young in grade school, maybe, I don't know, second, third, fourth grade. It's it's still there in my memory, but it's a little foggy. And we would dress up as angels, and we would hold candles, and we'd go to the four corners of the church, and we would all alternate singing the first, or a line of, of the first section, and I'll explain all of this in a minute. And then we would rotate while the adult choir would sing, and then the congregation would come in with the refrain and it was amazing and the church was dark and it was Christmas Eve and it was it was wonderful. I have That's one so special. memory of that almost the same thing. Yes. Were you by any chance did you grow up at Atonement Lutheran in Metairie? I didn't. Louisiana? I grew up at Emmanuel in Dearborn. <laughs> we did that one year. I remember I'm guessing it was when I was in fifth grade, maybe fourth grade. because uh, it's a clear enough memory. Yeah. So around the same time period-ish, give or take a few years. So, yeah. yeah. And that's actually a part of the tradition. So the Quimpus Carol is actually also just a name for generic German carols. There was a, a German caroling tradition that uh, that was called the Quimpus caroling, Quimpus zingen tradition at old Latin schools. And Martin Luther actually did this, according to one of my sources. When he was in Latin school, they would actually go house to house and sing for people, maybe for alms. 
um, and they would do this, uh, you know, every year to keep up this tradition. And there's also uh, Baron Ryder published in 1930 the Quimpus Heft to bring back the tradition of singing carols, and they've published a few editions since then. So Quimpus can also mean, in a different sense, um, just just singing of carols. It doesn't always refer to this one carol. So I researched all of my hymnals. We have a, a long shelf full of hymnals from lots of different denominations. Most of them actually have the Paul Gerhardt text to the to the tune that we know as Quimpus. And that is a different text, a different uh, Paul Gerhardt. You can research Paul Gerhardt in your time. I don't have nearly enough time to talk about him today also. <laughs> He's awesome. He is fantastic. He's probably one of my top three hymn writers of all time. I just made that number up. Uh, <laughs> um, so the Quem Pastoris Laudavere is a Latin carol, um, first translated into German, then translated into English. It's in our hymnals as He Whom Shepherds Once Came Praising. So the first line of this is, He whom shepherds once came praising, awed by heavenly light ablazing, cheered by angel news amazing, King of glory, Christ is born. And then the second part of it um, is actually a separate carol, but I get to that in a minute. It goes, the glorious angels came today, aglow with light into the night of darkness deep, to shepherds who by moon's bright ray did in the field or sheep their silent vigil keep. Joy, great joy, and tidings glad we bring from heaven resounding, for you, for you, and all the world abounding. And then the refrain goes, God's own son is born a child, is born a child. God the Father is reconciled, is reconciled. The full carol is in... A Lutheran book of worship and Lutheran worship. It's not in TLH, but it is in the worship supplement to TLH from 1969. And I actually brought that with me to the studio because I needed something. I needed a book with me in the studio today. <laughs> so it originally is from Latin, Middle Ages, uh, probably 1400, 1410-ish. It's in a manuscript in the Hohenforth Abbey, which is uh, uh, what was Bohemia now in Prague. Um, it has the texts of the first two sections, which are the Quem Pastoris and the Nug Angelorum. So this Latin carol is made up of three sections. It's Quem Pastoris, Nunc Angelorum, and the Resonant in Laudibus. And so these three, these three parts make up the, the three parts of the whole. And the, the, the third one, Resonant in Laudibus, uh, we only use part of the text in the tune for this one. Resonant in Laudibus is actually a full carol by itself, uh, but we don't actually sing the whole thing. The first, or the earliest German translation of the first part, the Quem Pastoris Laudavera, uh, was by Valentin Triller. He lived in Poland. He was a, a pastor in Bohemia. Um, and he, he did the German translation for the first part in 1555 in, I will try this in German, Wie Schlesisch Singbuchlein aus Göttlicher Schrift. There you go. Sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> The tune was associated with uh, with several German texts. So there were um, this tune and then lots of German texts. So if you look in really old German hymnals, you might find different texts associated with it. Nuc Angelorum and Resonant Laudibus uh, were in Lutheran hymnals starting in 1543 and following. So specifically in Joseph Kluck's Geistlicher Lieder uh, zu Wittenberg. So it was in that one. All of this happened during the Reformation, um, but Martin Luther doesn't really talk about it in any of his writings, although he did participate in the Quempus Zingen. He doesn't really deal much with the carol. I don't know. Maybe it was just a thing for him. Um, but after the Reformation, both the Quempusaurus and the Nunc Angelorum, which are the first two parts of the carol, are uh, side by side in a lot of hymnals. And a lot of us are most familiar um, with the Michael Pretorius 
setting of this mm-hmm. hymn. That's the most common one. Um, in 1607, uh, I think he he composed this um, this setting for it uh, with a different German or with the German text "Den die Hirten lobenten zera." So now the the English, because most of us don't sing it in German anymore. English translations were done by Martin Seltz and Herbert Bowman. So Martin Seltz did the first section, just the Quempastoris Laudavera, and, um, and Herbert Bowman did the the glorious angels came today and the rest of it um, for the the worship supplement 1969, which is when it started being in our in our LCMS present day hymnals. And so the performance of it, we talked about this a little bit, and which is why our our memories, Aaron uh, and and me, our memories are probably similar. So the first hymnal that talked about uh, the tradition of how it was sung was actually in 1569. So this is a really, really old tradition, which is why wow. I think it's super cool that we still do it like this today. Um, in Johann Leisentritt's Roman Catholic hymnal, Geistlicher Lieder und Salmen, in 1567, he said it's a beautiful song for boys to sing in four choirs. And then, uh, and then it was also talked about later in the um, Matthias Lutke, uh, he did a choir office book in 1589, and he was a Lutheran. Um, and at that point, that's kind of when it became, when it became like the normal way for choirs to sing in this traditional way. So it's usually sung Christmas Eve, uh, maybe Christmas midnight, or Epiphany, actually, which I didn't realize. I don't think I, I had never hmm. sung it on Epiphany. But like a twelfth night service, pretty cool. Um, so it's usually in a dark church. You got like the whole ambiance going on. Mm. You've got the kids dressed up as angels, and they're holding candles, trying not to burn the church down. And so you have these four four groups of of choirs of of kids. Um, and then so one group sings the first line, and then the next group sings the second line, and then the third group sings the third line, the fourth group sings the fourth line. And then you have the adult choir that sings the first verse of the second part. The glorious angels came to day, a glow with light into the night of darkness deep. Um, and then while they're singing that, <laughs> the kids will rotate to the next corners. And then when the adult choir is done, everyone bursts into this, into the refrain, God's own son is born a child, is born a child. Um, and, then, and then they start from the beginning again with verse two for the whole thing. What? And what I didn't mention is that they go into the four corners to signify um, the news of Christ's birth being proclaimed to the four corners of the That's earth, beautiful. going all over, oh. which is also a really cool part okay. of it. I can't stop thinking about baby Sarah, just as an angel, <laughs> singing this little song with a candle. I am obsessed with that vision right now. It was so fun. So, a- it must have made a big impression on me because I don't think I was that old. But like this has been my favorite carol for the longest time. My dad had an LBW on our piano when I was growing up. And I distinctly remember probably every year or more often, probably because of my love for hymnals, I would I remember pulling out the LBW and like singing through the hymn while I was like dancing around our living room. So like it's been this thing for me for a really long time. Could it be the hymn that made you a hymn nerd? It may be. <gasps> oh. This might be the origin story. Oh my gosh, this is your origin <laughs> story. Oh, that is nice. Oh, that's special. It's very oh. possible. Do you think you could do this thing with like not fire lit candles? Ours were battery lit candles. Okay, good. I'm just picturing all these children. See, you got to understand, you guys, when I was a teenager, uh, we were having a, a, a candle lit procession 
into the church oh, either no. Easter or Christmas, and one um, gentleman caught his wife's hair on fire. <gasps> Too much. It went, it went out really quickly, but I still remember the, oh, no. the smell. I do still. And every year for Christmas Eve, I sort of have a little trepidation while we're all singing Silent Night. It's sort of a, a song of mixed emotions because it's uh-huh. so lovely. But then I see, you know, the child who's fiddling around with that candle and then the bulletin's really close to that flame. Like brother <laughs> on fire. Something's and then gonna it's burn. like suddenly somebody's burned by wax and oh my gosh. Look at I am that. always yeah. very happy when someone has the kind of candle with the plastic cup around it rather mm-hmm. than the flimsy little paper mm-hmm. shield. Um, but then I'm usually, I've got four kids in the pew with me. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a very stressful thing. So if you tell me that there are electric candles involved in this, oh, yes. then that makes my heart much more peaceful Ours, and able yeah. to appreciate this yeah. beautiful tradition that you tell us of. Ours were definitely battery um, because I probably would have burnt something down if I had <laughs> I'm still terrified of that. Whenever we have candles, I'm always, I'm, I'm like almost shaking because I'm so afraid I'm going to burn something. Uh, <laughs> no acolyting for you. No, no. So I pulled my book out, um, my, my worship supplement, 19. 69 um, and it smells like can I smell that it smells like old book I won't smell lose your place it's it's wonderful oh you're not getting this back though <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good it smells like a wonderful oh sorry old book um, and this one's actually from it's, this has a stamp in it and it says Concordia Teachers College River Forest Illinois yeah so huh. this is legit you didn't steal that did you uh, this is for my husband so you're gonna have to ask him <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, but oh, this is we'll just, just wonderful. Assume not. The Quimpus Carol is kind of making a resurgence this year. The uh, CPH Advent resource is actually the Quimpus Carol, and it's uh, it, it involves the hymn. And so every week there's a verse of the hymn that you do for the midweek Advent service. Oh, wow. So that is really cool, um, and you can get that from CPH for 2019. In case you're listening to this after 2019, and also you can always research. The Compass Carol on CPH and listen to, or on CPH. You can research. I'm going to scratch that when I, you guys are distracting me. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm dead. I've died. I'm going to have to cut I that part out. I came up with my first ever hashtag, but I was uh, going to wait for a moment. I'm sorry. All my snaps is just misfired. <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> so you can search YouTube. For the Quimpus Carol, and there's a recording by CPH, so you can actually hear it. I also got a little group of us together from the International Center to sing the first verse of the Quimpus Carol, uh, the version I remember from the Lutheran Book of Worship. So stick around at the end of this episode, and you can hear what that sounds like, too. I do have to give a shout out to Peter Rusky from Concordia Publishing House for his help in researching this episode. It was super helpful for me to find all the details with his help. Aaron, do you want to share your hashtag? I, I hope you're ready for this. First ever hashtag. It's hashtag serenade. <gasps> but it's oh, Sarah no! instead of Sarah. I was genius. Oh, I got to use that. I feel so special. Now you know why I was like, uh in my chair like that. Oh, man. I love it. I have nothing else to add to this. So that's all the time we have for this episode. 
Of, Merry Christmas. Of the Lutheran Ladies everyone. Lounge. Happy Advent. Merry Christmas, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't get angry at us if it's not Christmas season and we hey, said Merry Christmas. it's your Christmas. fault if you're listening to this too early. <laughs> yeah. Go prepare. Do not open I should have put Christmas. a spoiler Go prepare your Quimpus carols uh, so you can go sing them in your congregations. And share your favorite Christmas carols in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group. And you can always find podcast episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bruce. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge.